0: Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um,
1: my nephew needs me to record.
0: See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it.
1: Ethan Hammerman, Jimmy Garoppolo, is five and zero as a starter, and I I couldn't be happier.
0: Neither could I. He's so good.
1: Never a doubt. Sunday night, I was watching the end of that game with my roommate. I was so mad at what Red Zone was doing with that game because they kept being, they would pan away from the Titans 49ers game during like critical moments where they would be like third down and they would like pan back over to Patriots Steelers. And I was getting so frustrated at their just situational broadcasting. And, you know, I, I was able to see Jimmy just go down like he had a minute left, go down the field and just. Them showing the sideline shots of Marcus Mariota just being completely dejected on the sidelines was just, it was everything I've ever wanted from an NFL game in 2017. The Titans looking sad as their season continues to fall apart, while Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch all storm the field as Robbie Gould kicks like 19 field goals to win the game for the Niners. Just incredible. I I, I was never nervous about Jimmy losing that game. I'm so glad we both were on board of like, no, the Niners are winning this game. Uh,
0: there wasn't a doubt. I mean, they definitely were going to win the game.
1: And Were you nervous at all? In the no, minutes, I, knew Mark, they they
0: got, I, I knew they were going to win. I knew they were going to win. And I had just gotten off that craziness of the Patriots-Steelers game. And, and then the, the Niners were happening. And I was like, yes, my teams are both going to win today. I'm rooting for the Niners, even though it makes the Patriots pick worse every time they win.
1: Uh, join me sir but
0: no they're fun to watch i really like watching them so works for me uh, the patriots should have gotten more for him I'm, i can't believe they only got a second something must have happened uh, they waited too long i think and this isn't the first time they waited too long one of their quarterbacks
1: can i make the case for why i would not give up a lot for a patriots backup brian hoyer ryan mallet jacoby Brissett. i mean it's not like matt castle It's not like the guys who've backed up Brady before have gone on to do great things. So, I would understand a lot of NFL teams' trepidation about acquiring Tom Brady's backup. I understand that Garoppolo is clearly different, and obviously, I'm a huge Garoppolo guy and Kyle Shannon guy. So, like, I figured he was different. But at the same time, I understand why a lot of teams were like nervous about the prospect of trading with Bill Belichick and like where you kind of second guess yourself of like, why are the Patriots willing to give up on Garoppolo at this point? You know, where they gave up on Hoyer, they sold high on Castle, sold high on Mallet, that kind of thing, where it's like, are we sure that Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback? Would Bill Belichick really give up on someone who could be a top 10 quarterback out of the gate, which Garoppolo is? And it was a gamble that paid off, but I understand why a lot of teams would not do it at this point.
0: At the same time, though, we both like what Jacoby's done this year. Castle led his team to the playoffs when he started in Kansas City. I still feel sure. like they could have gotten more. And you look at like what the Browns are doing and the Bengals and all these teams could have used Garoppolo. The Patriots should have tried to trade him in the draft for a first-round pick. And I'm sure they did, and I think that they might have gotten those offers, but they just didn't want to give him away because they were they really liked him. <laughs> and then they had to give him away anyway. It just kind of stinks, but oh well, I'm happy that he's prospering.
1: I am too. He is uh he's a lot of fun and the NFC West is going through this weird overhaul where it looks like the Niners and the Rams are going to be on top of this division for a while as the Cardinals and the Seahawks look old and like they need to go through their own rebuild. It's it's interesting that we are everyone talking about the change in the guard after the Rams destroyed the sea, the Seahawks in Seattle, and we are both unfortunately very wrong about that game. And wait, wait, wait a minute, wait
0: a minute. What? I was, I was right on. With you that picked the Seahawks. I ca- I said the Rams are going to win.
1: No, you Listen did not. You picked the Seahawks. The, tape, you the Seahawks. I will play the tape, sir. I went back. You said the Seahawks are winning. I promise you.
0: No, I did not. I said I the Rams. I promise you. You said Seahawks. I said the Rams.
1: Okay, listeners, you can tweet at Ethan Ham and let him know that he did according to the tape pick the Seahawks to beat the Rams you did I promise you Ethan we both did we both lost I- I'm you. pulling
0: it up right now
1: <laughs> or how are you gonna do this are you gonna play it like on your phone as we're recording
0: sure I mean I, I- I'm muting you whenever you're talking so give me give me one oh, minute perfect.
1: <laughs> well while you're doing that um I don't know. I don't know how I feel about you muting me. As well. oh, hold on. um, Yeah, it, uh, the Rams, man, like, I, I was just blown away at how good they were and how they just destroyed the Seahawks on Sunday. I think there might be a little bit of hyperbole the way that we're talking about the Seahawks now. Like, the Legion of Boom is dead and just seeing certain headlines about the Seahawks. I don't think as long as you have Russell Wilson, this team can go through like this full rebuild. Like the Cardinals are in trouble because they don't have a quarterback. And Blaine Gabbert, it turns out, is not a franchise quarterback like we all expected. Bruce Arians might be gone after this year. I I think there's a lot of questions surrounding the Cardinals going into next year. I think the Seahawks, I think we might be overblowing just how much of a problem they have down the stretch. Because, I mean, they have big uh, financial decisions they have to make next this. Off season where they have cliff avril um richard sherman guys like that that they do have to make big decisions on but i don't think they're in dire straits i don't think they're about to go through like a five-year downturn i just think it's really hard in the nfl when you have a top 10 top 15 quarterback to really fall off that much but i will say that the niners are storming and they have a very good pick in this draft and obviously they are in good shape um for the next couple of years, and they have a lot of room to spend a lot of money this offseason. I think they're gonna be very active in free agency, and I think they are gonna be a lot better next year. I think the Rams are built to last now, too, on both sides of the ball. They're complete team, they're top five in offensive and defensive. DVOA, Aaron Donald Donald is a monster. Ty Gurley is incredible and absolutely eviscerated the Seahawks team, but I still don't think Jared Goff is like a top 15 quarterback, not even really a top 20. So that's a concern, I guess, long term is like a lot of what makes the Rams awesome has nothing to do with Jared Goff. He's fine, but that's what Sean McVay did. He turned him from bust to fine. And I think we've kind of gone too much on that side of the things with the conversation surrounding Goff where it's like, it's mostly Todd Gurley and that great offensive line now with um, just the way they rebuilt that and McVay, along with that defense, just going from like top 10 to top five and you know. Um, I think they're probably still built to be a contender for the next couple years, and I will go ahead and say the Rams are my Super Bowl pick in the NFC right now. The death of the Seahawks, I felt it was only fair to elevate the Rams to take their place as my Super Bowl pick coming out of the NFC. And yeah, I mean, I was I was blown away at how the Rams manhandled the Seahawks on Sunday, and I think they are just built on both sides of the ball to just win. Whoever they have to get matched up against in the NFC in the playoffs, I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl, but I do think they are my Super Bowl pick right now.
0: Two things: one, right. thank you for buying me the time to be able to find the timestamp in last week's podcast, fifty-five minutes Shit. and fifty-two seconds. I'm
1: pissed off that Jags game. They got stuff thrown at them. Like I, I'm, I just the Jaguar. I mean the the Seahawks are winning this game. Jaguars and Rams are very similar teams.
0: That is true. And I think that the Rams are well equipped to beat the Seahawks. I think they win this game. Damn Let the it. record reflect. <laughs> Let the record reflect that I called the Rams winning that game. Um and also, I mean, I yeah, I I thought the Rams were gonna win that game. The Seahawks just aren't playing very well.
1: I literally wrote down that you had the Rams losing that well, game.
0: Well, you were wrong. <laughs> so I, I think <laughs> that uh yeah, I this might be the first ever time where where on an actual uh, podcast, that that was proven because I, that was those were the two games we deviated from last week. The Rams game, I think there was one other one, and I had those both in mind when I was watching them. I'm like, oh my god, Chase was really wrong about this Rams Seahawks game. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about it this week because holy cow, you were wrong about that game. Uh, And you also said that you didn't think the Rams were going to make the playoffs last week because their schedule... I said that... No, that's not
1: what I said. No, we're not doing this all over again. I said there's a possibility (laughs) that the Rams could miss the playoffs because if the Rams had lost that game, I had fiddled with playoff machine enough to know that a 10-6 and Rams team still could have missed the playoffs. That was my point. Like, it was still a very distinct possibility. Fine. Fine.
0: Whatever you say. Um,
1: (laughs) But no, I mean... But let the record also reflect. Let Let me go throw this out. Um, well, I think I was wrong about the Steelers because I had the Steelers beating the Pack Well, that was, that I mean, go. we
0: we can talk about that in a little bit more depth. Uh, because that game had a weird ending and I do have some thoughts on that. Yeah. I do want to say though, I was listening to some of what you were saying while I was looking for that, a damning piece mm-hmm. of evidence. And I don't think that Arians is getting fired.
1: I didn't say he's getting fired, but I think he might retire.
0: I, I don't think, I don't think so. I think okay. he'll be around. He's kind of getting in no man's land, but They've been good enough to at least stay afloat for the year, I think. I I'm not sure that he's gonna end up leaving just yet.
1: I wouldn't fire Arians, but if I think there is a logical choice because I think Todd Bowles, they haven't extended his contract yet, right? No, they
0: I believe oh no, actually no, there was a there was a fake Twitter account that said that his contract was extended. Mm. So I do do not believe that the real media has said that Todd Bowles' contract <laughs> is extended yet. So,
1: and if you're Arizona and he becomes available, then you just, I think that would be a seamless transition, right? To bring him in.
0: Maybe. I mean, I'm, we don't know if he's a good coach. That's the only thing I think, I think he's better than expected. I also think that their offensive coordinator is really good though. And he's helped them a lot. Both be good. And there's some weird things going on there. Like, I don't know if you saw the news that Sheldon Richardson might want to go back to New York. It just seems a little strange to me that he. bought his way out of new york and i wants to go back I, I don't know there's some weirdness with that jets team and that jets press
1: yeah i don't i don't know what's gonna happen anymore. wilkerson's
0: gonna be I, I, shipped out too at some point i mean he's pretty much done there
1: yeah the jets are a peculiar situation right now i don't actually know who's more confusing going into this offseason uh the jets or the giants because both have humongous offseason questions surrounding their team well, I, and b- both are in a really weird spot. The
0: Giants could get Marvin Lewis, which for what it's worth, I think would be an oh. awful, awful move. Um, it sounds like As they're going to go after coach. Dave Gettleman, though. And Dave Gettleman is a good general manager. I would, Dave, manager. I would be very much okay yeah. with that. He really only got kicked out of Carolina because there were some other personnel issues there. I, I think there might have been some stuff with Jerry Richardson, especially after all that Jerry Richardson news came Mr. out. Uh, that was not a very... Functional organization, so I think that Gettleman is someone who could get a second opportunity and run with it. I would be, I would bet on that.
1: Gettleman, I feel like, would be a very, very good hire for the Giants.
0: Yeah, I think that would be a great hire. I just hope they don't hire Marvin Lewis because that would be a mistake.
1: Marvin Lewis should not be. There's no way they would hire Marvin Lewis, right?
0: Marvin Lewis is done, in my opinion. I would not hire Marvin Lewis at least next year. I'd give him a year to maybe. Get some of his passion back.
1: (laughs) The one thing I will say about Marvin Lewis. He. (laughs) No matter what you say about him. Like two years ago. He was very very close to being a Super Bowl team. He was very close. Like if Dalton doesn't get hurt. I think they win the AFC that year. I really. This
0: was the year when the. No when the. When Peyton won.
1: uh, I believe. This is the year they lost that first game. of McCarron in that awful game against the Steelers. At home in that wild card game. Was that the year Peyton one or was that the year after? Was that the Steeler? I mean, was that Patriot Seahawks or was that Broncos Panthers? It's a good question. I'm not sure. I thought it was I wanna say it was Patriot Seahawks, but I could be wrong.
0: I'm gonna look it up because honestly all all those years sort of blend together.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure off the top of my head now. Um Yeah, Marvin Lewis, man. Like, I I forgot, it may have been Chris Wessling on the Around the NFL podcast that brought this up that I thought was interesting. Marvin Lewis, just, like, his career winning percentage compared to all the Bengals head coaches before him is just astounding. He is by far the most successful Bengals coach ever. He was really good for a really long time, and I think he, like, part of the reason that he's interested in a GM job is he's the one who's been drafting a lot of these guys, And he's got a really good eye for talent. I mean, he's drafted really well. Uh, Say what you want. Like, we can make jokes about the John Ross stuff, which obviously is hilarious, but he's made a lot of good picks of the years. I mean, he made a lot of good picks with the offensive line. He's made great picks with the defensive line. He, Geno Atkins, Michael Johnson, Carl Lawson. uh, He's. I guess the main area where he's missed is, like, corners, but I think corners seems like it's a pretty hard position to draft. And then, I mean, you have Ekoa right now in the safety spot. I mean... Giovanni Bernard, Jeremy Hill, AJ Green, like the Bengals have gotten a lot of talent in his time as head coach in Cincinnati. And I think he's played a pivotal role in who they're drafting and who they're going after in free agency and all that kind of stuff. So I I think it's fun to make jokes about Marvin Lewis now. And it's, it's a sad end to his career, but I will say that it's hard for me to not look at his time in Cincinnati as an, um not a major success because i think it was i think he was a home run for the cincinnati Bengals for well over a decade
0: oh and seven in the postseason though eh. that's pretty bad postseason's hard pretty bad post season's hard that, that's half eh. a season of losses also <laughs> it was uh it was peyton's year and i forgot about this game it was so it was january 9th 2016 so it was the year that the broncos won the super bowl the Steelers mm. went up 15 to nothing. McCarron drove back the Bengals. <laughs> I made it 16-15. And then Chris Boswell hit a field goal at the end of the game to win it. I honestly completely forgot that this game happened. I completely blanked
1: for I, I did not. I remember where I was. I remember watching that game in a Steelers sports park. I do not think I watched that game. I watched it in its entirety, and it was brutal and long and vicious. I feel like Burfitt did something in this game. Probably. Too. And this might have been the game where one of the... Oh, was this the Joey Porter game? Where Joey Porter as a head co- like assistant coach did something off the sidelines. I think that a lot of crazy stuff happened in this game, but yeah, this was the year that the Bengals I think had a real shot. That AFC was wide open, and it didn't happen. And Andy Dalton got hurt, but Andy Dalton was playing like a top ten quarterback that year. And I do believe that they would have gotten out of the AFC with Andy Dalton instead of me.
0: Make- yeah, at the same time though, with Lewis and drafting, they their entire drafting approach, they spend less team less money than any other team on scouts. They are the most by the book draft team in the league. And they pretty much just go with the wisdom of crowds and pick whoever, um, all of the draft publications have highest on their boards. So I don't give them as much credit as you do for having good draft picks because really what they're doing is they're just not overthinking the picks and just picking people who they know are going to be good because a lot of other people say that they're good. And the Vikings have a pretty similar approach. They just scale it up a bit because they have their own internal metrics and projections they work with. But it's based off of the Bengals mentality of not overthinking picks. Now, granted, with John Ross, they might have overthought it a little bit because if you're saying you're moving them to cornerback, I-, I still don't know what you're thinking. But I don't know. We'll see what it's happens. In- that's
1: insane. But if you're telling me you have a trio a- of A.J. Green, John Ross, and Tyler Boyd, I, I, I like that. that well, Tyler Boyd me.
0: has his yeah. own issues now that he has to deal with.
1: For sure. But like that trio, the thought process of building a receiving core around those three guys and what they're good at, that makes a lot of sense to me. And Tyler Eifert. And it makes sense,
0: but then just, you have to actually play the guy at receiver. You, you have to give him reps. Sure. <laughs> you can't just like not give yeah. him an opportunity to play. Yeah. He has
1: to learn. I'm not saying it's perfect. Your team wasn't even Plus. good this year. Why are you hiding him? so stupid well they've never really played rookies like that's been one of their mo's over the years is marvin lewis is not a guy who enjoys playing rookies
0: played boyd last year
1: a little bit i mean i don't think boyd started very often did he
0: i don't well they did a lot of three wide sets he was their top slot guy
1: that's true Hmm. i don't know but i i it seems like marvin lewis does not like playing rookies or young players but who knows (laughs) Um, We have spent a lot of time in the Bengals.
0: Let's talk about the Steelers game. I I have one really quick take about the Steelers-Patriots game. Uh, First of all, it was a great game. I think those teams are really evenly matched, which is really fun. End of the game, that wasn't a catch because the ball clearly hit the ground in the end zone and he brought his hands up and clapped them back together. It looked really bad. At the same time, the Steelers should have tied the game, but Big Ben's throw, that was an interception, was so stupid. And he didn't even take the blame for it. He blamed his coach, which was really low of him. And I, I don't have that much sympathy for him. So, the game should have gone to overtime. The Steelers should have kicked a field goal, but it shouldn't have been a touchdown. I think that's a fair
1: compromise. I will say it was a touchdown. It was not a touchdown. He stumped. dropped the ball it in the end touchdown. zone. He didn't complete a catch. He did not drop the ball in the end zone. That is ridiculous. He did. Like if this happens ten years ago, we're all like, there's no question. Like this game's over. So- well, it's not ten years ago; agree, it's the present. Like, I, I it was agree very that, like, like.
0: There have been closer calls that have gone the other way.
1: That rule is stupid. It's and not a stupid I did rule. Not... Did you think in the moment that that was not a catch?
0: I, when they showed the replay, I knew they were going to overturn it.
1: No, that's what I'm asking. Did you think in that moment, and like? Well, I didn't have standing, the angle. Did you not. You have okay. to actually
0: see the ball. Like that's part of if the you... entire process. But when you see the but ball you he remove... very clearly it was very clear.
1: <sighs> he extended. It was a football play. That's a touchdown. That was ridiculous. He
0: was falling as he extended. He didn't have he, possession established yet. It wasn't he the definitely case. Had possession. So for, like
1: for he instance there, are two calls. there
0: there were two calls, one of which I thought was wrong, the other one which I thought was right. That was one of them. The other one was in the Panthers game where the guy's butt came down on the edge of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that I thought he should have been out of bounds.
1: Adam Thielen last week had a ridiculous catch, touchdown catch called back because of some weird ticky-tack call in the back of the end zone. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. I just felt like that was an obvious one. And the fact that Tony Romo and Jim Nance struggled to figure out what was going on for a minute and a half. At
0: the same time, seems... though, the second that Romo saw the ball come out at the end, he knew it was going to be called back.
1: He did, but... It's not, none of us are like saying that it, we knew it was going to be called back because it was the right call. It's just the way that we're all interpreting the new NFL rule. That doesn't mean it's actually a catch. That just means it reflects what the NFL wants now. But at the same time, I don't think it's the right call. Like, even if it's the right call based on NFL refereeing standards, I still don't think that's the right call. Well,
0: that's a larger discussion. I think that the worst rule that it sounds like it's going to be overturned at some point is that touchback rule which has been very apparent this year, more so than I can remember <laughs> it ever happening before. But after what happened multiple times this year, like it's totally unfair for fumbles out of the back of the end zone to be touchbacks. So that's that's going to be changed, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I read a piece today on SB Nation. I think it was written by Jeff Schwartz who talked about this and um, the catch rule and everything else. And his solution was it, like what he said was the best option. And I agreed with this was if you fumble into the end zone um, and it doesn't like go out of the back of the end zone, because then I think it's clearly a touchback, but if it goes at the side by the pie line of the goal line, then the defense, I mean, you still turn it over, but they get the ball on the one. No. I think 20. that
0: the offense just gets the ball. I what? love that. I
1: mean, if you fumble well, no, I'm off the oh.
0: sidelines in any other context, you just get the ball where the ball was fumbled.
1: So you're saying you don't think it should be a turnover?
0: No, right? I don't think so. Interesting. I don't think it's fair okay. because we, we see it. Like, let's say that, for example, someone catches the ball at the 30, turns up field, and then fumbles out of bounds at the 25. They keep the ball, right? Why would it be mm-hmm. any different if they're going into the end zone?
1: Well, I think the whole thing is like the extension, so like just going into
0: i i I don't like that rule. I think that the offense should keep the ball and they get it at the one. It's like a pass interference penalty because it it isn't fair to just strip that away from the offensive player
1: who's just trying to I would agree it, it really sucks yeah it, it it sucks, don't get me wrong, but I'm not certain there's like a perfect answer to that one. I think there is a perfect answer to the receiving one, which is that was a touchdown, and we're being ridiculous. <laughs> With what possession actually is. Well, at,
0: at the same time, though, do you think it's fair for the defense who just gave up pretty much a touchdown to get the ball after doing pretty much nothing? <laughs> like, I don't think that's yeah. fair either.
1: No, I would agree. But at the same time, like you said, with the Steelers stuff, it's like they did that to themselves. I mean, they yeah, the interception the at the end. It
0: time. It's so dumb because was so it weird. was they the play took five seconds B, yeah, why are you so throwing bizarre. to Eli Rogers? Uh, C, why throw it when he's double covered? It was all just stupid by Big Ben. He totally screwed up.
1: I thought he was going to throw it away. Like, that was That's my what gutta. he should have done. I was but he watching didn't. it, I was like, oh, he's going to throw it away. He's just going to throw it in the back of the end zone. That's what my guess was, and he'd still try. he still tried. I just don't understand it. Like I, I did not understand that in the moment. I thought it was ridiculous, and it seemed like these – last like five minutes of just self-destruction from Pittsburgh like they went from sideline shots of Tom Brady to be completely just amazed at what his defense just did after his comeback and then to immediately go the other way because of two really dumb plays was just bizarre I I could not believe that at all and you know but I will say this might be a I don't know if this perspective has been explored by other outlets but my first thought when i was talking about the um i mean when i was thinking about the steelers losing this game was obviously they're not going to have home field throughout but if they did and let's say they win this game and they do get matched up with the pats again and the afc championship game they would have had to beat the pats at home in back-to-back contests like i think that actually might have been more difficult then the Steelers dropping this one and then going to Foxborough and winning in the AFC Championship game. I think I would choose route two more than having to beat the Pats twice in the same year.
0: Right. I I don't know if I agree with you on that, but
1: it's a it's an I'm not saying it's like a fully uh, I don't know I I that was just my thought. I was like this might not be the worst thing that the Steelers lost this game to the Pats. I think. Beating Belichick twice in the same year is very difficult. And I think losing this game now may actually benefit them come playoff time. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, we'll we'll see what happens. I I don't know if I agree with that. I think that the Steelers are definitely in good position, though, because they, they played closer than I thought they would. They lost Antonio Brown, and they were able to make some plays on defense that I don't think the Patriots expected them to make. Uh, but they are going to have to get through the Jaguars in the playoffs, and that's going to be pretty
1: tough. Uh, I'm not there yet. I think they'll be fine. I'm not. They already lost the, Jaguars on the road in Pittsburgh. They did. And they're not losing to Blake Bortles twice. Blake Another Bortles is playing well twice. right now. He's fine. Do you want to talk
0: about our this playoff Blake Bortles-
1: picks? Oh, my God. Yes. Let's please talk about our playoff picks. All
0: right. So
1: I'll let you start.
0: Yeah. So we'll start in the AFC. Um Okay. After projecting out the last two games of the year, it all really hinges on Tennessee-Jacksonville for me. Because I I think it's pretty well established that um, the three seed, well, New England-Pittsburgh top two, Jacksonville three, Kansas City four. I think that that's fairly well established at this point. I have Baltimore five right now, and that's pretty much a lock. I think that they're fairly solidified. And then the sixth seed, it all comes down to Tennessee-Jacksonville. Tennessee wins, they're in. But I if, know, but it if sucks. Tennessee loses, I have the Chargers sneaking in there, which I think would be really fun because they played that crazy game with the Jaguars earlier
1: this year. Oh, if you give me Chargers Jaguars, Ethan, can we both just bet like just a year's worth of salary on the Chargers? They
0: lost the Jaguars already Jaguars this year. Run? The thing about the they're Jaguars not losing they to the Jaguars twice.
1: It's not happening. Oh I my actually God.
0: think that. I, I mean, quietly, and this is next week. Just file this away. The Jaguars haven't done that well against the Titans in the past. I don't think that that's necessarily a guaranteed win,
1: even though the Titans are playing it's in really Jacksonville, badly. isn't it? Is it in Jacksonville or in Tennessee? Uh, I be- it's getting flexed to Sunday night football, by the way. Yeah. I, th- I will double
0: check where it is. I don't think Tennessee wins this week. Spoiler alert. So they might really be desperate next week. um, and I, I don't know. Does that be what? that could be a lost weird circumstance the, that a where if the Titans win that game, they would play the Jaguars again.
1: and It's in Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I don't think that plays that well for the Jaguars. I don't know. I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, I'm with you in that. It's like a weird circumstance. The Titans winning that, game. that would
0: be great for the Patriots it's- because the Patriots want nothing to do with the Ravens or the Chiefs. And it's looking like they're going to end up <laughs> with either the Ravens or the Chiefs.
1: Do you really think the Patriots are worried about the Chiefs? They already
0: lost to them this year. You really don't care about what happened earlier in the season, do you?
1: I don't at all, because I don't think that Chiefs team from week one is I, anywhere. I don't close necessarily either, but
0: they have a way to beat them. They can move the ball really well. Tyreek is dynamic. Kareem is, Kansas dynamic. is dynamic. City ever They have all these weapons. Their defense can get pressure on Brady. They have the tools. And Ethan, I, I, I mean, respect I'm your putting reverse some jinx. stock into what happened earlier this year. They didn't just... <laughs> That, the game was a little bit fluky but they really did demolish the patriots
1: they did i mean it was the kareem hunt come out party like he literally fumbled us for on the road possession. mind you like, in in foxborough yeah he was great and they were great but that's not the same chiefs team it's just not i'm not i I mean I just, i'm not I, saying I'm they're not be- I'm not betting win, on right? Alex Smith winning in New, in New England in the I'm, I'm not saying this they're definitely going to
0: win but i i just i don't think you can discount what happened week 1 so easily
1: Wait, I have a question. Are you Who would you say the Pats are most concerned about coming into Foxborough? The Chargers, Chiefs, or Ravens?
0: I think probably the Chiefs. Really? They already the beat the Chargers and, the Ravens. Year, and that game wasn't as close as the score meter It was game. close. You were there. I was there. And the thing about the Chargers is that they made some really stupid plays in that game. Like, they, they just made some really dumb moves. But at the same time, I think the Patriots... They didn't have their full complement of players in that game. And I, I think that they were holding something back against the Chargers. I think if they played again, they would win. The Ravens scare me on defense, but Flacco... Unless Flacco does something incredible, I can't see them moving the ball that well on the Patriots. Although, the defense does scare me a bit.
1: I mean, I, but Jimmy Smith is out for the rest of the year, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. That's a, that's a problem, but... That defense has been amazing, and I think I went into detail last week. And I think Alex Collins would have a really big day against the Pats. I could see a scenario where the Ravens would upset the Pats again. Oh, for sure. But I think it's I think it's less likely than it was um, a couple years ago. I just I don't trust Flacco. I just I can't get there.
0: So, is your AFC playoff picture similar to mine?
1: It's literally the exact same, but I just have the Chargers that succeed, and I I literally from... I think our NFC picks are different, but I do have my AFC the exact same as you, but I have the Chargers 6, yeah, Jags 3, I have the Chiefs 4, and then uh, Steelers 2, Pats 1, and the Ravens 5, yeah. All right. so what's your NFC? NFC. This is going to be interesting. I, I said that it's probably different, but I guess it may not be different. Um 1 <laughs> Um let me look right here uh still Eagles cuz the Eagle schedule down the stretch is not hard they are going to probably win both these games they get the Raiders at home and they get the Cowboys at home back to back so two home games to finish and they're 12 and 2 right now so I think they still end up with the one seed their offense is still good enough i think that secondary might be a dumpster fire so i still feel really good about the Eagles not winning a playoff game this year but we'll see i have the vikings at two i have the rams at three i have the saints at four i have the panthers at five and i have the falcons at six we
0: have the same ones exactly the same
1: there's no scenario now with the packers out and the cowboys the cowboys would have to win in philly and i think the falcons would have to blow that last game to carolina at home I, I just too much has to happen. Like the Seahawks getting demolished by the Rams ended them. What looked like a crazy potential NFC wild card scenario is no longer crazy. I don't think it's really just the Cowboys are the only other team really sniffing around for that six seed.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Um, the Seahawks. I guess if you I mean, want to throw the Detroit, Detroit's going to finish ten and maybe... six, by
1: the way, and they're not going to be in. What? Detroit's going to finish ten and six, and they still don't get in. Who? Detroit. They get the Packers at home in week seventeen without Aaron Rodgers, who's on IR. So they're gonna beat the Packers, and then they get Cincinnati this week. Like the Lions go ten and six and they still wouldn't qualify. And and the, the reason, reason why they wouldn't qualify is because of a bad call in a game
0: that happened earlier yes. this year.
1: They, they should have won that game. With the Falcons. I,
0: I mean, if the Falcons had lost to the Bucs, I tweeted this, I I had the Lions make them a playoffs, but We'll see. But I mean, I think, I think How... the Falcons are in pretty good position because they have a two-game lead right now on the Lions. That lucky break is really helping them. The Seahawks, though, that Seahawks Cowboys game is going to be really fun. I I, I honestly kind of think that the Eagles Cowboys game should have been the game that was flex, but I guess that I... depends on mm. if the Cowboys win this game against the Seahawks.
1: Well, I think a lot of it depends, too, on like how the Panthers-Falcons game goes. Because if the Falcons, and I have them, spoiler alert, losing to the Saints this week on the road, if they lose to the Panthers the next week and the Eagles lose at home to the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys are in.
0: So the NFC is a little more fun than the AFC. The AFC could, I mean, we didn't even mention Buffalo. Buffalo could do something crazy. But...
1: Buffalo is not making the playoffs. We can go ahead and scratch that one out. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, I think that the, uh, the NFC is a little more fun than the AFC this year. I'm looking at these records right now. By the way, did you know that Denver has five wins this year? I did. I had no clue that they had five wins. Who?
1: They racked up several to start the season because they had that awful win against where Trevor Simeon. Remember the? Do you remember the beginning of the season when Akeeb Talib was like talking about Trevor Simeon as a potential top ten quarterback at one point? Like this was a very different time. The beginning of the. F- uh, September was a hey, very I, nice I, I like Trevor Simeon I was
0: on the Simeon train Simeon okay. Express
1: Okay I know uh, But like you and quarterbacks Your fantasy football oh, is just do you want, ruined so you this quarterbacks week,
0: Wait so I'm uh-huh. in my uh My consolation bracket And I had Nick Foles at quarterback <laughs> this week And he put up 30 <laughs> points Wow I bought him on DraftKings too And that, that was good Wow and this I week, too, Nick Foles against the situation. Raiders, please bring bring it on.
1: What did Dak do? I mean, I feel like Dak didn't have a great day against the Raiders' defense.
0: Yeah, but Nick Foles might be better. I'm joking. Wow. I'm joking. It's not true. Wow. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Oh, man. Ethan. It is not true. Very... No, I, I'm joking.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we actually are not that different with our playoff picture.
0: Do we want to talk Pro Bowl pretty quickly and then get to picks, or just get to picks?
1: I have no Pro Bowl thoughts, so you can definitely. I, I'm clearing the lane for you. I'm sending you a pick. Oh, uh, my only really hot take pick is that
0: Alejandro Villanueva was the wrong Steelers offensive of tackle to make the Pro Bowl. It should have been Marcus Gilbert. And the only, and this is a story <laughs> okay. that isn't going to be talked about. But I'm pretty sure the only reason Villanueva won is because of the anthem protests earlier in the season.
1: Now that is a that is a take.
0: I I mean that's the only reason people would know who he was. I'm just saying.
1: I still don't think people know who. That's he like was, a stealth.
0: That's like the stealthiest stealth protest ever.
1: Do you think people remember that? I, I don't think, think I think
0: some that I think some people remember that.
1: I had forgotten that until you just reminded me.
0: I had forgotten it until I saw his name in the Pro Bowl. Because did he apologize he, was, for he was that? Like TFS right after. Twenty nine offensive tackle this year. He wasn't that good. So that, that's the only I mean, that's reasonable bad. explanation I could have for that. I also don't think Micah Hyde should have made it, although I get why he did. Um, And I really don't have too many other complaints. I think it's cool that Bouye and Ramsey are the starting cornerbacks. Um, James Devlin, Brown University alumnus, Patriots fullback. Very cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I'm going to be completely honest. I have not looked at the Pro Bowl rosters. I just saw the Steelers had had several. Um did they had the most?
0: Yeah, I think they had the most. They had eight. Do you watch the Pro Bowl? No. Although if they do dodgeball are gonna watch that.
1: I will watch <laughs> Yes, I would tune in for dodgeball. I, I would definitely do that.
0: I I guess maybe my one final question that we can move on to picks. Who would be the funniest alternate who actually has a viable chance to make a Pro Bowl team this year?
1: funniest in what context
0: like if they're in the pro bowl it's like wow that guy is in the pro bowl
1: it's probably Keenum mm. right I was that was my first thought I was gonna be like is Keenum like a, a he guy? has to be
0: pretty high up there I mean the quarterbacks are Wentz Wilson and Breeze so Wentz isn't gonna play
1: yeah oh man
0: it's gotta I be. think Goff probably gets that spot he, he's up there too Goff. but
1: Goff hasn't been better Matt Ryan or Cam?
0: I don't know who got more votes. Oh, yeah, I pro- Cam probably That's makes a question for them. Yeah, Garoppolo say, also Garoppolo click... some votes.
1: Oh. oh, you don't have to tell. Oh, Dak, we're forgetting Dak. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know the alternate order, but yeah,
1: Dak. Like, golf Keenum would be funny. Ars, he would be funny, and he's. I think I would place him below all the people that I just listed. Like who? I, I no Keenum. Think fine. <laughs> But he's still like him and golf not been better than any of those guys. I don't think or Kirk. I would still put Kirk Cousins over them.
0: No, no.
1: If you gave true serum to Mike Zimmer and Sean McVay, do you think they would take Jared Goff and Case Keenum over Kirk Cousins this year? I think they would take. They have Goff. To answer honestly. I-, I think.
0: I think really. They would take, yeah, because golf has upside and. What they did this year is they simplified it a lot for him. They've done that with Keenum too. And I think that Goff could execute in a system similar to Keenum. So I I think they would take Goff.
1: Mm-hmm. I think both would take Kirk, Kirk Cousins right now. No questions asked.
0: All right. Well, that's my that's my Pro Bowl take.
1: There you go. Um, Just I want the dodgeball. All,
0: right. all I want is dodgeball. <laughs> oh, also yeah, one that, more thing. I... Deion Lewis should have made it over Um, Kareem Hunt. I love Kareem Hunt, but Deion Lewis deserves to make the Pro Bowl. That's my, that's my only homer take.
1: I can't believe what happened to Mike Gillisley this year in New England. He's going to come
0: back this week. This is his revenge game.
1: <laughs> it it was so sad, though, man. Like I was so high on that signing before the year, and he looked so good early on, and then he just went in the doghouse, and then Rex Burkhead came back, and, every, and Deion Lewis has been awesome, and it's just he's fallen off the map. I cannot believe how... That all transpired in the last couple of weeks for Gillesley. I, I was so convinced he was going to be really good in a touchdown machine for New England, and that has just not happened at all. And it hasn't affected the Pats at all, but it it was a huge bust, I think.
0: It wasn't a, they gave up a fifth-round pick. How often do fifth-round picks actually make an impact on the team? I, I, think, I think that they paid a good price for him, and he's going to play now. He might play more over the past couple of weeks because they kept him fresh. So...
1: We'll see. That's true. Maybe that was Bill Belichick's he all along that Belichick. He said Belichick has
0: said that they love their backfield depth. So I'd not. They have a plan. I'm not worried about that.
1: Okay. All right. you ready to get into picks this Let's week? Let's do it. All right. Saturday. Love the Saturday game. Being back at 430, the Baltimore Ravens play host to the Indianapolis Colts and in the Baltimore Colt revenge game. No way the Colts actually win this, right?
0: I I don't think so.
1: They're so bad, and they've definitely quit. They're one of like the three teams that have quit in this league. Who would yeah, you I say? Think, have quit? I think the I would could say be fired. it's the Colts. Oh yeah, I think he's gone too. I would say the teams that have quit are the Bengals. Who should they hire? The I wonder. The Colts. Yeah, Nagy. I I I'm I'm hiring Nagy if I'm the Colts. The Chiefs' offensive coordinator. I could see that. Yeah, I think you have to go offensive at this point. And but I mean, I think their biggest question is like, are we sure Andrew Luck's ever going to be a hundred? I
0: don't. Yeah, I don't think that he is.
1: And if that's well, not the case, I wonder what
0: the odds are that Brissett starts Week One
1: for them next year.
0: I, I, I might take that bet if the odds are good.
1: I want we we talked about Brissett. We both want him on the Cardinals. I want him to be the franchise guy in Arizona for the next couple of years.
0: I, I'd be fine with that.
1: All right, a game that I was originally looking forward to, and I think the NFL was looking forward to, the Packers on primetime on Saturday night were hosting the Minnesota Vikings, but they lost to the Panthers And a really fun game. I really enjoyed that game. They will not be with Aaron Rodgers. Brent Hundley is back in, your dude. Hundley will be back under center for the final two games this season. The Vikings still have stuff to play for. I think the Vikings win in Green Bay here.
0: Um, Rogers was bad last week.
1: He wasn't bad. He played pretty that's, bad. That's silly. He was great. Lost the game. He did lose the game, but Rogers, like he, it wouldn't have been still doing stuff. For a fluke on side kick either. Dude. His touchdown passes were like when he does, when he was on, like he found Rogers, the other Rogers and really good stride. He found Randall Cobb. Like he was moving Like Rogers was good. Like, I, I don't think Rogers was the problem. He had some bad throws. Like that Jordy Nelson pick. It was underthrown. You could tell that it was just like kind of like there was still some rust with Rodgers, but he was not bad. That's that's a little that's a little much.
0: I, I think that they have their better quarterback playing this week, at least right now. Um, oh, my no, God. No, not overall right now. I, I don't think Rodgers. You Rogers, still would take like he's not 100%. 100% Hunley he's over not 100%. a 75% Rodgers? Uh, I actually think Green Bay could win this game. Um, The only thing is that my, Minnesota's defense is so good that i i'm gonna ride with them but i think it's closer than some might expect humley's been good this year he deserves a chance to start somewhere no he has not we need to stop with this he's been good this year he he's he been not. better than brissette the past
1: month i i mean sure but brissette's kind of struggled in the last couple weeks too
0: i agree but i i would if you're a team and you need a quarterback i think that you could do a lot worse than brett humley I, I think he deserves a chance
1: Oh, no, I can't. I'm, I'm not going with you. I'm Brent on the island. You can you can have it. Oh, it's not
0: even an island. I'm just like putting a little flag there for later.
1: <laughs> so it's like a little lot. Yeah, that you're We're
0: okay. building something. Like a... <laughs> Brent on right. the Jets would be really fun.
1: No, it wouldn't. That's the exact opposite of fun. Brent Hudley and the New York Jets. No.
0: Jets offense. Josh McCown, top 10 fantasy quarterback. Josh McCown.
1: Is that true? Is yeah. he actually top 10? Yeah. Like for the full season? Yeah.
0: Oh my some God. Some scoring. Yeah. is really dumb. He's been, he was great it, this year. He saved some fantasy teams.
1: That is just. That, that, fantasy football is very stupid. Panthers, 10 and 4 at home against the 4 and 10, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did you watch that, like, halftime ceremony on Monday night with Gruden? No,
0: but my favorite moment from last week was Cam <laughs> telling Clay Matthews, oh, he so said, you watch film, huh? Watch this and I'm throwing a <laughs> touch on Christian McCaffrey.
1: Cam was good on Sunday. He, I feel like he has reached that point where he, like, he really perks up in big games. Like, he was really good against Minnesota, really good against Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Like, Cam at home <laughs> against good teams is just i i the that's probably my biggest concern with the Panthers is they're not going to have a home game in the playoffs. It's probably why I don't see them winning a playoff game, but when they're at home and everything's clicking, they're just they're really good and I think they dominate the Panthers. I mean the the Bucks here. I do have Carolina winning. So, I agree. All right. The worst game of the week, the Bears play host to the Cleveland Browns. Who's more likely to get fired, Hugh Jackson or John Fox?
0: Um, Could, could the answer be both?
1: <laughs> no. Who do you think, like, if you had to put money on one of these coaches getting fired, this offseason, didn't, who would it be?
0: Sure sounds like Hugh Jackson might keep his job, so I'd probably go with John Fox.
1: That is insane, and I agree.
0: So, uh, upside of the week time.
1: Don't do I, this. I know
0: I'm going to pick the Browns. I think that they could win this game.
1: Because Don't do this. the
0: Bears are the Bears are bad. And the Bears I can't see this Browns team going 0 and 16. I just it's not The Bears
1: defense is not bad though.
0: I, I think Kaiser Kaiser is all right. So I was a Kaiser apologist and I was wrong. He's you he's were. bad. Um he there are some throws he makes that are just awful and they're stupid and it stinks. But at the same time, They've played against tougher teams in Chicago, including on the road, and they've kept those games pretty close. And I I kind of think that Cleveland wins this by multiple scores. I don't know why, but I think there's like this is like a weird, flukish game where something right happens for the Browns. And Chicago does have a good defense, but they're a little beaten up. I don't totally trust Mitch Trubisky. He's been a little up and down this year. And... I don't know. I feel like Cleveland pulls an upset here. I think that if Chicago loses this game, by the way, that John Fox should immediately be fired. But you know, I have to pick an upset pick every week, and this is mine for this week because there aren't that many other upsets I see.
1: I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not going there. I think the Browns are finishing on sixteen, and I think this is. I think Hugh Jackson is going to end up actually getting fired, but. It, uh, I think Brad Childress is going to be like the next coach of the Browns. That's my uh, early offseason. Ew, high take, okay. What's he even doing now? He is the associate head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. So you just think the Chiefs
0: are going to be rated for all of their coaches? I do. I think McDaniels is more likely than him.
1: Uh, do we think that McDaniels is ever actually going to leave?
0: Yeah. For the right, okay. I, I I think he'd leave for the right opportunity.
1: Do you think the right it, opportunity is the Cleveland Browns or Chicago Bears? Cleveland might have two no. top five picks. That's Cleveland has never been the right answer to that question.
0: McDaniel's is from Ohio too, or he has some roots there. Oh, so no. I I could see. it. I mean, if you
1: oh god, if you choose to go into Cleveland and especially work under Jimmy Haslam, you deserve your fate. I think McDaniel. I wonder.
0: That. I, I, I wonder if Haslam could get compelled to sell the team.
1: I guess it would come up to whether or not the Titans ever got, got for sale. Cause I mean, obviously as human or if someone ever says
0: that there's a, a little bit of, um, sexual harassment in Cleveland, which oh, let's man. just say wouldn't be stunned.
1: Sure. <laughs> it's very possible. Um, yeah, that, yeah. Cincinnati five and nine, the Marvin Lewis goodbye tour hosts. The Detroit Lions, who somehow had the, they were a playoff team last year. How did Detroit get this easy of a schedule? I don't understand this, but they're eight and six, and I have them winning this game, and they're going to be nine and six after this, this week. Like it's just, I cannot believe that the Detroit Lions are going to be nine and six after this week.
0: I think that Marvin Jones goes off for two hundred yards in this game.
1: Very possible. It's a And Darius game. Slay gets at least one pick six. Like, what does Darius Slay do to Andy Dalton? I, uh, like it's this is going to be a bad game for Cincy, i think
0: I, I i think that detroit wins this
1: yeah i agree kansas city at home against eight the six and eight miami dolphins jay cutler was awful against the bills in the road that was a game that i did pick the bills and i feel like you picked the dolphins no You're i not, picked the
0: bills you i said that i did i said that if the dolphins won this game would be fun and they didn't so i'm yeah. picking the chiefs
1: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> I, I remember last week's episode very well.
1: All right, good.
0: Don't don't okay. test me on it.
1: <laughs> I I will. I, after all of this, I feel I don't know. I'm a little discouraged, man. I I, I cannot believe I was wrong about the Seahawks ram stuff. It's gonna sting for a while. I have the Chiefs winning here, and this Chiefs are back to nine and six. I think people, like I said, I I definitely said this in the podcast a couple weeks ago, where like people were overacting the Chiefs' little dip. Yep. I just I wasn't I wasn't concerned. I was a little concerned, but they,
0: a lot of those games were close and I think they've righted the ship a bit. They also had some pretty easy games. So yeah. that helps. build. is another one. I still think the Ravens are not the easiest matchup for them, which if they end up playing, that could be a little interesting to watch.
1: Yeah, I, I will not be watching any of this game. None of this game. Uh, you will get who is Kansas game.
0: City's uh, NFC North team this year. That they played? Uh, was it Pittsburgh?
1: Uh, it was Pittsburgh. NFC North? North. They, they did play Pittsburgh,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah, because they haven't played the Ravens yet. I, I think that that's not a great matchup for
1: them. Hmm, that's actually, yeah. That It's going to be an ugly game. Oh, I, I don't even want to think about Chiefs-Ravens in the first round. Next up, the game you'll be watching, I'm sure, the 8-6 Buffalo Bills travel to the New England Patriots is there any way the pats lose this at home if
0: brady throws three picks which he could do so he did, White i mean it's three but the, the thing about the bills is that they can generate a pass rush but i think that mike gillis has a multi-touchdown game in his revenge game
1: and i think but the patriots the revenge game stuff i
0: i'm a believer in revenge games And he's been fresh all year, and they carved him up on the ground last time they played. Burkhead was a main catalyst for that. And now you have Burkhead out, and Gillis Lee in. And Hogan, I don't don't think they're going to play Hogan, but we'll see about that.
1: They might save Hogan. I think they should save him, I agree. Yeah, the Pats winning big here. Mm -hmm. Sunday, the game that I will be paying very close attention to, that I'm very interested in. The team that's won 5 of 6 the Atlanta Falcons are 9-5, and travel to New Orleans. Falcons could win the division with a win this week. It's it's conceivable. But the Saints are playing really well. I, I just, they kind of struggle with the Jets, but I watched a lot of that game. They were never really out of it. They got a couple touchdowns. Michael Thomas had a couple touchdowns called back, and Mark Ingram looked great when he got a couple carries. Alvin Kamara got knocked out briefly and then scored a touchdown anyway. Like, the Saints are fine. And I think that they win here. And I think it's super close though.
0: Sorry. I'm trying to find a statistic super quick, but I agree with you on the saints. I think that they're going to be fine. Kamara has been great. Um, Michael Thomas is like, people don't really realize how good his career has been so far, but I think he's one of the first receivers to have 1100 yards in his first two years. And it's a pretty exclusive club. I'm trying to pull up, the uh, tweet right now. So you have to give me one second. Yeah. So he's 15 yards away from becoming just the fourth player in NFL history with 1100 yards in each of his first two seasons. And the only other three are someone named Bill Grohman, who older than me, I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> okay. Odell and Randy Moss. That's, That's very a very, point, very good list of people. So, Appreciate Michael Thomas. I he was someone who was going really high for me in fantasy this year, and I was a little shy to pick him just because I knew that the Saints spread the ball around a lot. Um, but he's been great this year, and I probably should have taken him over Mike Evans. So Michael Thomas. I mean, Mike good.
1: Evans is very defensible. Oh, you know, it I, was Evans totally defensible, awesome.
0: and he started off the year well. He just very up and down toward the end, but. I think the Saints well, win this game. On the game. I don't understand why the Saints and Falcons hate each other so much. I, that, that rivalry is one that I don't completely understand. Uh, it's like Falcons fans making fun of Steve Gleason is something that I, I don't understand. <laughs> um,
1: I don't think that was Falcons fans. I thought that was no, the, like, 790 I, I know zone a 790-Zone radio host. I know a
0: couple of Falcons fans who do not like Steve Gleason. Even now. <laughs> and it's a little weird. But, Is that a thing? Yeah, thing? I'm not familiar with well, this at all. There were some radio hosts who did it, but then also...
1: There yeah, that's what I'm some, talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then
0: there are also... I, I know a couple of people who write for Falcon sites or are Falcons fans, and they still don't like Steve Gleason. Hmm. So, I don't know.
1: Well, that's a part of the internet that I have not ventured down, so I'm not familiar with that. But the, I do understand why the Saints fans and Falcon fans hate each other. But... <laughs> Yeah, I think the Saints win here and the Falcons still end up getting a wild card spot. But it puts a lot of pressure on them to win at home in Week 17 against a Panthers team that still has to play for at home. So we'll see. <laughs> the Jets, 5-9, and nine, could kill. This would be the most Jets way to end their season, to knock out the Chargers from playoff contention at home. I'm actually kind of nervous about this game. Petty was pretty bad last week, though. He was so awful. Yeah, if McCown was in this... I, like, I might pick... The I, I agree.
0: I think the Chargers are going to win, though. The only thing is I that, do. again, this Chargers team is really stupid. They, they make stupid mistakes. So I could see them doing something stupid. But otherwise, I, I think that they should win this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, uh, this would be bad. Losing, Getting blown out by the Chiefs and then losing to the Jets back, back weeks would be bad. The Rams, 10-4, coming off a beatdown of the Seahawks. They travel to Tennessee. How do you see that going? Because I think the Rams blow them out again. I,
0: I agree. Rematch, Super Bowl rematch.
1: That is true, but no. no Dyson I I still think no the reach.
0: Titans. I mean, they kept that nine. and The Niners aren't very good, but the Titans didn't play the Niners that the badly. Best in the best four ten team in NFL they just history, had some Lapses in the and down the stretch, and we both think Jimmy's a good quarterback. So I don't think that that um, helped matters. But I I think the Rams win. I also kind of still believe the Titans could make the playoffs and beat Jacksonville next week because Mariota is a bad matchup for them. And he's played well against the Jaguars in the past. So Titans fans might not want to watch this game, but next week they still can have hope that they might make the playoffs, especially if maybe they get some help from the Patriots and the Jets.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um okay. I have the Rams, you have the Rams, and I think the Titans fall to eight and seven, but I'm still very terrified of that Jaguars game next week. Redskins, six and eight at home against the Denver Broncos. I'm I hate that I'm fascinated by this game because Brock Cosweiler's played better in the last couple weeks. It seems like Bill Musgrave has been really good for them as offensive coordinator without Mike McCoy. It turns out that Bill Musgrave shouldn't have been released from his position in Oakland last year. It turns out he probably Shills should be the offensive coordinator for Derek Carr because Derek Carr is taking a significant step back without him this year, and I think Musgrave might have been a big part of that. But I have Washington winning here, and I think this Brock Osweiler resurgence needs to needs to stop.
0: Agreed. I have the Redhawks winning.
1: All right, <laughs> the Redhawks. Yes, <gasps> yeah. Niners four and ten hosting. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Is this the week? I will not be able to handle Blake Bortles being the one to deliver Jimmy Garoppolo. Is this your draw, upset? So I have the Niners. No, I, I, is it an upset to have the Niners here? Oh,
0: it is. Of course it is. You have to have an upset of the week. Come on. All
1: right. This is my upset of the week. The Niners are winning. All
0: right. I, I think, hmm. This is, is at home. Honestly, this is going to be a really, really fun game. I'm actually kind of really excited about this um i will be also there's the no sunday game. night game this week mm-hmm. that's so there's weird that. well it's christmas eve right oh duh yeah sorry i'm jewish um <laughs> i forgot about that um ugh. man uh this Do is it. join the me the only thing about jimmy is that he has a lot of issues with i think he might have issues with this pass rush um, call me a non-believer, and, and you can definitely throw this in my face next week when the Niners <laughs> upset the Jaguars. Because I love Jimmy very much. I think it'll be a very close game, but I have to go to Jacksonville.
1: Okay. Arizona Giants. Arizona here, and I just I, I will be watching zero minutes of this game.
0: I'll be watching zero minutes of this game as well. I actually, ooh. I'm going to go Arizona, but the Giants were surprisingly competitive last week with the Eagles.
1: But we both thought about that. We were like, well, the yeah, Eagles, I, I, I was not surprised at all that the Giants yeah, were competitive
0: but, in that game. Um, by the way, shout out to, to he, he made the Pro Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. shout out to Buddha Baker making the Pro Bowl as a rookie for the mm. Cardinals.
1: It's a great the name. Shout
0: out to Patrick great name Peterson and great for year. also making the Pro Bowl and probably not deserving it. I don't think that he should have been in the Pro Bowl.
1: Yeah. Um last three, the Cowboys hosting the Seahawks Sunday afternoon. I'll be flipping back and forth with this game. But I think the Seahawks might be done here. This I think they might finish eight and eight and I think the Cowboys win here at home.
0: Big. This game is gonna be pretty epic. I'm actually again really excited about this. Um I also have to go with the Cowboys, but I'm fully expecting Russ to do something ridiculous in this game, and I'm really looking forward to it. I I just think that with Zeke playing, they're a little too put together to be able to. um, I I think Dallas can exploit some of the weaknesses in Seattle's running game. And they also can get after the quarterback a bit and make Russ have to roll out and do some crazy things. But the Cowboys could still make the playoffs. They're not out of this for sure. They just have a really tough road to go. They just need some help. Yeah, and they then that Eagles the Falcons game next week, if they win that, I, all bets are off.
1: I mean, they get in if the Falcons lose the final two. They just need the Falcons to lose the final two and then to win the final two. So we'll see. Um, Pittsburgh eleven and three at. Yeah, Houston, we can Houston get the, these. two are
0: easy at Pittsburgh and Philly all the way. And I think yeah. that Nick Foles, if you're in a fantasy game, uh, Nick Foles could put up a lot of yards on that Oakland defense. That Oakland if defense Nick Foles is really is your fantasy bad.
1: fantasy quarterback in like week two of your playoff situation, then you should not be playing fantasy <laughs> football. No one is in fantasy football playoff situations where they have to start Nick Foles. That is insane. Please
0: tweet at Chase if you (laughs) are in a fantasy playoff and you're starting Nick Foles.
1: Please actually do, because I have a lot of questions. If you have Nick Foles as your starting quarterback and you've advanced at least one round in your fantasy football playoffs this season, I have so many questions and I'm here for all of those. So please do tweet at me, Chase double underscore Thomas, if you are advancing in your playoffs with Nick Foles. Because, yeah, that's insane.
0: All right, and that's it.
1: That is it, Ethan Hammerman. Is always a pleasure, sir. Thank you for taking the time. Of course,
0: and Merry Christmas to everybody who is celebrating. I think next week we're going to record a bit early, right?
1: We are. We have a different schedule, and we'll—I'll I'll tweet about it when we nail down which day. But yeah, next week's going to be a little bit weird for obvious reasons of holidays and everything else going on and work stuff and all that good stuff. So we'll announce and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, until then, keep the hammer. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Bye now.